0: Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.
1: Hi, Ken. We can go ahead and get started with questions if you're ready. Yep. Okay.
0: First question will be from
1: Adam.
2: Hi, Ken. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right. I I guess my first would be um we've talked before about the offensive issues this has been kind of ongoing um you've talked about execution repeatedly and ultimately of course it comes down to that but what more can you do as the offensive coordinator sean just gave you another vote of confidence here what more can you do from a scheme standpoint to get to a level of production that'll be successful and that we've seen from this team in the past yeah, I think the biggest thing is just making sure
3: we're balanced in our approach and how we're doing things. Uh, we're balanced in uh, how we're attacking teams, uh, you know, vertically and uh, uh, intermediate underneath. I think we got to make sure that, uh, that we're stretching all areas of the field. Uh, uh, I think that's that's going to be an a important thing in the pass game. I think in the run game, uh, making sure that, uh, you know, we're... We're giving our opportunity, our backs opportunities to get into the second level, you know, and and uh, and making those guys have to have to deal with our guys in space. If if our, if we could get our guys into space, I think good things will happen. So as much as we can, we can get that done. Um, obviously, that's the the mission, in, in whenever we're trying to do things, but um, you know, we just got to make sure that uh, one we're we're uh, allowing our guys to play fast uh, and confident as possible, uh, scheme wise and to, uh, you know, allowing them to do so in a way that uh, that threatens a defense in multiple different ways. What's preventing
2: you from getting to that point, maybe sooner in games? I mean, we saw uh, an outstanding opening drive and then mm-hmm. the production tapered off and then the RPO stuff at the beginning of the, uh, the, the second half. What's the delay in kind of getting there?
3: Yeah. Uh, you know, I think the, the biggest thing is that, uh, we've got to go, you know, we've got to go out and, you know, we, we were in up some backed up situations there, so we couldn't quite get in that, that rhythm of the, the tempo stuff, um, you know, at times there. So, uh, we, you know, we, the, the big thing for us is, you know, when we start, when we start, uh, um, you know, racking plays together, you know, then you start getting in that rhythm. So, um, I think the big thing for us is, is just get, get in that – find a way to get in that groove, however it is. I mean, it could be running the ball. It could be throwing the ball. Uh, there's, there's different ways to do this. The big thing for us is, is not becoming one-dimensional and predictable, you know, and, and I think that's what we try to do. Um, you know, we tried to open up some series with some RPOs. We tried so, some drop-back pass. We tried some run game, you know, and so we've got to be able to do that to keep a, a defense off balance. Uh, so that we don't become predictable and, and I think um, you know we have to do that in a way that's uh, that's efficient for us uh, while still being able to generate some some explosive chunk plays when we have these situations uh you know when, when we are backed up and, and things like that because it is harder you know to for uh, you know to drive the you know 10 15 play drives you know you need to generate some of those things so uh, we've got we got find ways to do that
4: thank you, Ken. mm-hmm Hey, uh, Ken, this is Jay with the Buffalo News. You, you sort of just touched on it there, but uh, I'll ask it very simply. Why? Why, when all of your players after the game are saying that they seem to be functioning better in a more up-tempo style, are you not getting into a more up-tempo style earlier in games and more frequently in games?
3: Yeah, well, we definitely uh, started off in it, you know, this past game. Um, it was something that, uh, you know, we utilized was effective for us. I think at times there, the, the crowd noise, uh, uh, became a factor with the, the communication there. So when, in some of those backed up situations, so you need some specific, uh, uh, so some specific things in those situations to make sure you're protecting yourself. So you don't create a negative play and, and you're, you know, now either, um, in the end zone or even more in a situation where, you know, you can't function, uh, with a full field. So, um, I think those were were some factors for us and not just kind of full go, you know, go uh, going in some of those situations and utilizing maybe a little bit more of a sugar huddle than a true no huddle uh, at times there. Um, But yeah, I think it's, it's definitely something that, um, you know, we want to continue to, to utilize. Uh, We just got to make sure we're we're effective when we do and and we can stay on the field and, and continue to do that. So we're, we're, we're going to, you know, make sure we're doing it in a smart, efficient, effective way, um, you know, and 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 utilize it when when we can.
4: We've heard a lot of the guys use the the term rhythm, and in in some ways, it kind of just sounds like a catch all term that lacks a true definition. I mean, doesn't rhythm just equal playing better? And and if it doesn't, what does rhythm exactly mean to you? I think mean, that's a great question. To be honest with you, I think uh, rhythm, at the end of the day, it's
3: getting first downs, you know, and 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 moving the sticks and and being you know, staying in, in positive situations and, and, uh, and staying out of the, you know, the second and long, third and long type situations, you know, and, and operating in, uh, in situations where you as an offense can feel more comfortable because you have a, a little bit more of an advantage, um, you know, and and because the, the whole playbook is, is at your, you know, arsenal, um, you know, and you're, you're not eliminating yourself, uh, because of some of those situations. So we got, we got to stay in those situations and, uh, be it uh, play call, uh, making sure that that our guys are, are comfortable in what they're doing, whether that is no huddle, whether that is you know a sugar huddle, uh, whether that is the the type of play run or pass, uh, you know, so that we stay in those those beneficial situations because then you feel like you're in a rhythm, you know, because you're you're uh, you know you're in situations that you can you feel like you can be on the attack and and uh, and you're not getting the exotics at times.
4: And lastly, for me, sorry to monopolize your time. Um, yeah. You, you've had, you know, a few guys in the locker room last night saying that they're just trying to execute the calls that that they that they're given, right? And what is your confidence level that that your players are, are fully invested and fully believing in what it is that you guys are doing right now offensively? Um,
3: well, I think uh, I think
4: that they've got a lot of faith in, in who we are and what we're about. I think
3: you know we've got a mentally tough group. Um, we've got a, a group of guys that have, have been through things together and, um, you know, and, and we've been through some ups and downs and, and we've been through the, some good and bad. So, um, I, th- I think we're a group that, uh, um, you know, is, is able to come together with, uh, with one common goal. And that's, that's win a football game, how, whatever it takes, um, you know, in each game, you got to focus on that game, you know, you can't, uh, um, and that's all, that's all you can do. You got to control what you can control. And, uh, you know, I I, I think that uh, we've got a, a, a group that uh, I got a lot of respect for and uh, a lot of love for. Um, I love these guys. You know, I, I really do. And I want to make sure I'm going to do everything in, in my power to make sure that that uh, we're putting them in the right position where they feel comfortable that they can go out and, and play, um, you know, and and uh, uh, that, that goes for, you know, the, the line that goes for receivers, running backs, quarterbacks, you know, tight ends like Hey, you know, let's let's make sure we're you know we're doing everything we're possible as a coaching staff, um, you know, to give these guys opportunities to go out and be successful. And if we if we can do that, then I can sleep at night, you know, knowing that uh, that we didn't leave any stones unturned.
5: Thank you, Ken. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ken, um, if you could, like a little bit of a self scout um, after nine games uh, in obviously your second season. How do you feel like you've been as a play caller and has there been any challenges foreseen or unforeseen this season that you've encountered that maybe you'd, um, you know, consider uh, uh, switching things up and moving to the sideline? Is that a, a continuing discussion and just overall thoughts on, you know, your effectiveness as a play caller this season?
3: Yeah. I mean, obviously as a, as a play caller, there's always going to be things that you're learning from, um, you know, and you grow from it, uh from an experience standpoint uh experience you can't you can't replace experience whether it's as a as a player out there on the field whether it's a a play caller calling it you know and and those things are uh have been extremely valuable for me and i think i you know i feel like i continue to grow from those experiences i feel like um this year been a lot more being able to get the play in a lot more decisive uh being able to uh get get josh out there with with time on the clock to be able to operate and um you know i think that uh obviously, you know, not, you're never going to be perfect. There's always going to be things you evaluate and, and say, Hey, would I do it differently in, in this situation next time or not? But uh, I think just as long as you're, you're looking at those things objectively and, and you feel confident in what you're doing, that's, that's the most important thing. And, and, you know, there's, they're going to have at times calls that uh, uh, are good calls on defense. And, and we've got to go out and, and um, you know, and, and, rely on guys to hey you know get out get us out of this call and, and move on to the next play and, and make sure that uh, that we either limited the damage or hey they got us here you know and and limit those times as much as possible by giving our guys answers and giving our guys the the flexibility to go out there and if they see something adjust things so i think those things are all all important as a play caller to understand that hey we're going to be in a lot of different scenarios a lot of different situations, and. And being able to handle that and, and adjust and, and, um, and do these different things is 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 extremely important and, and something that you continue to learn from and grow from.
5: And did you say I'm sorry in there at all? Um, if you've considered uh, moving down to the sideline, it's had, it
3: hasn't been something that uh, that I've discussed as of yet. No.
5: Okay, and then you know, John mentioned in game like guys in, in appearing guys not looking like they're open. Uh, uh, pass catchers. how would you balance that uh, with what you saw in film versus maybe Josh not you know locating open guys in that game yesterday?
3: Uh, you know, I think uh, when you go through that when you go through the tape, there's gonna be times where I mean, they've got a talented defense and um you know they they uh, um, you know there was times where, yeah, you know, it's hey they they had a good call and and we've got to make sure that uh, that we're doing things to. If it's, you know, first and 10, hey, get us to get us a second and seven or get a second to six, um, you know, those types of things. I think there was, you know, there's times where, yeah, you know, you might not win a route and and uh, and they get you on that route either with the release or or a, um, you know, at the top of the route or, or what have you. But I, I, I feel like, um, you know, we stress all the time that you know, man, it's about, hey, let's go, let's go attack these matchups, win these matchups. And uh, uh, quarterbacks may make good decisions based off those matchups within the scheme of the play zone. It's all about spacing, uh, being in the right spots. And then uh, the quarterbacks going through progressions and find those open guys. When we do those things and have that mentality of being on the attack in that efficient type way, I think those things benefit us as an offense. And We got to keep that mentality and have that mentality in everything that we do.
6: Coach Dorsey, Mookie Hawkins, Waffle Sports 1080. How you doing today?
3: All right. How are you?
6: I'm good. Coach, can you just take us back to that uh, that third and seven play where uh, Josh uh, chose to go with Gabe on that option route and you got the intentional, uh, uh, intentional grounding caught a you out of field goal range. Um, is there a need to be more creative in those passing situations?
3: Uh, I think in that situation where, you know, we were uh, – we're anticipating uh, man coverage and, and, uh, uh, some pressure right there. Uh, I think we, you know, we were, we were in a, in a play where we had gave backside one-on-one, uh, mm-hmm. with a front side combination. And it's something that, uh, going into it, we felt good about the matchup, uh, whether it was, whether Josh felt good about a backside or front side, uh, we got, we, you know, you, you pick your side and you roll with it, you be decisive with it and, uh, and you, you know, you, you rip it. And it and I think that's uh, that's something as uh, as an offense. You know, you gotta you have confidence in, in what you're calling and give them, give them things that, uh, that in those critical situations. I feel like after you know talking, hey, we feel very comfortable with operating at a high level. Obviously, right there, we didn't operate at a level that uh, that need to be. But I don't think it was anything from a creativity standpoint.
6: Okay, um, Bingo shows zero coverage and drop in the zone. Did that throw you guys off rhythm? And what did you say to Josh after his pick and cover four? Uh,
3: no, I think uh, obviously they they did that a couple times, and we were able to have some uh, made some plays on it. Um, whether there was a, a pass, a screen, uh, some different some different things there, and then obviously you know a couple there there were some there where um, I think Josh had to scramble and, and throw throw the ball away. Uh, but I think that's just throughout the normal course of a game. I don't think that was a Hey, they're showing us a, a Blitz Zero looking, bluffing out of it or bringing it. Um, I think those are just normal course of the games that that, uh, that those things happen. Uh the interception against cover two, uh obviously that's that's something that uh you know we want to play smart, not conservative, not force that ball. Uh if it's something that there's any doubt, hey, let's let's work our progression and, and find that uh, uh find that throw in the in the holes of the zone right there. And th- that's the uh that's the stress to him right there. It's just making sure. In that situation, you know we're we're doing everything we can from a ball security standpoint um, against those zones and, and working the uh, working the spots in the zones within the scheme of the play uh, to to be effective to to move the change right there. You get one first down backed up, uh, you're able to to give yourself room. You get two first downs, you flip the field and you start to, uh, thinking about getting down there and going and scoring points. And that's the mentality that you have in a in a backed up situation. So we always want to be on the attack, but we want to do it in a smart not conservative type
6: of way. Coach, one more if I can. Coach McDermott last night talked about being two-dimensional. You recently brought in Leonard Fournette um, to this talented running back room. Is there a plan to get this running game in rhythm with this up-tempo attack?
3: Uh, well, I think obviously, you know, you bring up Larry. He's been, been here for a short amount of time. So we got to make sure that, you know, he's up to speed on things and and everything. And we feel very confident with the the room that you got, to your point. Um, you know, and, and so I think there's, uh, there's obviously, uh, you know, times where last night we were, we did some very good things in the run game. And as we talked about earlier, some of those RPO things, uh, were, were effective for us, especially, you know, on the, on the throws and we were able to get, you know, some good chunks and, and good yardage on some of those RPOs within that run game as well. So, um, obviously it's something that, uh, um, you know, we want to, we want to, Make sure that uh, that we can depend on because we've got a lot of faith in our backs and our, our line and and the guys blocking, um, you know, and and uh, um, you know, continue to make sure that uh, you know we give those guys opportunities throughout the course of the game to to go ahead and and uh, and do those things.
6: Thank you, Coach. Mm-hmm.
1: Hey, Ken. Um, I know I asked you about Josh and his shoulder last week and kind of how that mm-hmm. was impacting the play calling, but I'm just curious after he fell on his shoulder versus the Bucks, and then he's kind of limited, you know, didn't practice Wednesday, now throwing in warm-ups. Like, is there any ad- adjustments this week in this past game because of that shoulder injury? You know, were there certain extra things you're not calling? Like, what was the impact yesterday with the shoulder?
3: Um, to be perfectly honest with you, we felt uh, pretty good about where his shoulder was going into to yesterday's game. Um, so, you know, we did mix in some quarterback runs. We did, you know, we took some shots downfield. Uh, we were a little bit more vertical at times than, than we had been in the past, uh, because we felt good where, where Josh's shoulder was at. And, uh, and he felt comfortable with it. Um, you know, and that's, that's where the communication is, is important. It comes up and, um, you know, trust in trusting that communication between not only Josh and our training staff and, and the coaches, but, uh, yeah, uh, we felt, we felt good with where it was at yesterday and we were able to mix in, uh, uh, all different aspects of our offense
1: is there any limit on him throwing less like i get that like he he felt good and you were able to do a lot of things Mm -hmm. but like with him not throwing as much during the week is there is there any impact on that from your perspective just making that adjustment for him
3: in game day time or just during the practice
1: just like even like leading up to it like the impact that has like during the week and on preparation like does that have an impact does it not have an impact just curious about that
3: you know, hopefully, you know, moving forward, it just continues to get treatment and better and better. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, the past couple of weeks, we've treated a little bit, you know, as a uh, incline, you know, and, and continue to, to progress as the week goes on. So, you know, we tried to, you know, Thursday uh, progress it, you know, as we go on and then Friday, you know, a little bit more and more uh, from a uh, downfield standpoint of throwing the football and make sure we're not, we're not putting to stress on it, um, you know, too much, too early. And we can kind of build that up as the week went on. So that was kind of the approach that we took, uh, you know, this week and, and and last week. And as the shoulder, you know, feels better and better, I'm sure, you know, we'll, we'll be able to, you know, continue to um, ramp that thing up more and more earlier in the week.
1: And then just one more for me. Just curious, Gabe finished the game mm-hmm. without a reception. Is there just anything yeah. that kind of stands out to you as
3: why that was? No, I mean uh, he did. I mean Gabe just did so many other things that uh, helped our offense, you know, in some uh, some critical ways for for some uh, for uh, some plays that were successful last night that just go unnoticed, um, you know. And so, you know, there was some some plays that were designed for him that uh, uh, you know unfortunately just didn't didn't find him on those plays. Um, just gotta you know gotta keep him involved because he's a he's a great player for us, and uh, I gotta make sure that uh, I continue to. To give him some variation to to put him in some different spots because he really is a a great player for us with a, a extremely unselfish, uh, but can make a lot of a, a lot of game changing type plays. So gotta continue to find ways to, to you know move him, uh, get him going, and and uh, and keep him uh, as a, as a key figure in our offense that we feel like he is. Thanks, Ken. Mm-hmm.
5: Hey Ken I know practice the practice week doesn't start for another few days but what have you noticed from you know the Denver defense and do you feel like they're an improved unit now than they were at the beginning of the season?
3: Yeah just starting to watch them uh, kind of early right now uh so kind of early in that evaluation process but you know the first thing that jumps out is yes that they have improved um, you kind of see that throughout uh uh you know their their schedule and what they've done throughout the the year so far so Um, they've improved as the season went on. Uh, I think they're getting comfortable within that scheme. Obviously uh, coach uh, Joseph does a great job. Uh, You know, he's had a lot of success as a coordinator in this league. Um, He'll give you some different looks and, and uh, uh, make things tough on you. So uh, I I think for us, obviously, you know, they're, they're coming off a a bye week where they can, um, you know, really kind of take a good look at themselves and then the, the opponent this week, which is us. And so we got to get up to speed as quickly as possible. And, and, uh, you know, do as much as we can as, uh, to, to put our guys in position.
5: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
7: Hey, Ken, you talk about getting Gabe Davis more involved or keeping him involved in the offense here mm-hmm. has really increased his production over the course of the past few games. What have you done to get him more involved in the offense? And yeah, no, I, And why is, why has it seemed like he is overtaken, Gabe in terms of opportunity in the passing game?
3: Yeah, I think, uh, you know, obviously Khalil's done a really nice job coming in and and, um, made some plays for us. He's, he's a reliable guy in terms of, you know, he got a great feel for, for zones. uh, Very good route runner can create separation, you know, faster and kind of quicker than you think sometimes when when you watch him, you know, he just, he's got a good knack for the game. Um, Good rapport with Josh. So, um, you know, I think that's just kind of the way the game flows sometimes when there's only one football out there. Uh, you know, when you got guys like, uh, um, you know, Steph and, and Dalton and then Khalil and, and Gabe and, you know, uh, um, the rest of these guys, you know. So, uh, unfortunately, there's going to be times where, yes, some of those guys don't get the touches that you'd love for them to get uh, because there's only one ball. So, um, you know, I think that's just kind of been the flow of the game a little bit as we go right here, you know, Tampa, a couple of weeks ago, Gabe was, uh, Gabe did a great job for us and, and did some, some, uh, some big things uh, with some, some rack type plays and, and some uh, getting open and, and creating separation. So, um, you know, it's just the, the ball was, the ball found him. you know? And, and I think when, when we're, you know, again, that cliche, we go out and we, we execute, you know, and when we're doing those things, typically you're doing that because, Hey, we're, we're, we're calling plays and and we're trusting it. And we're just, we're going to guys based off of where, where things dictate, not based off of, you know, just, Hey, who they are. It's, you know, it's a defense did this. So boom, my read took me here and I gave it to those guys. And I feel like throughout the course of the year, for the most part, Josh has done a a pretty good job with that. That's why his completion percentage is where it is.
7: You had some issues in pass protection. It appeared last night. What led to some of those struggles from uh, your perspective?
3: Well, I think one, they've got a a really good front, you know, and and anytime you play a a really good front on the road, um, it it causes, you know, it it, uh, creates issues and, uh, you know, they did some, some good things, uh, obviously up front and uh, at times. And I really, I I did really like, uh, you know, how we protected uh, for a lot of the night. I felt like those guys battled. I thought, I felt like there was some good examples of of straining, you know, in, in terms of, Hey, you know, a guy gets an edge a little bit, but that little bit of extra strain and push at the end there kind of keeps him off Josh. And and Josh was able to get the ball out on time and in rhythm. Um, you know, so yes, there was there were some times where they got us um, and they were able to create some pressure and and got to us at times. But um, you know, I think just the mix of some of the, the chips we were we were able to do and um, you know the the IDs and, and the protection that that we were able to to utilize, uh, we were able to be effective uh, with with a lot, with some of those, those different protection. You know, I think the one thing we could obviously continue to expand and and do is create some protection variations to make sure we're keeping that D line off balance. Um, So it's, you know, it's not all one thing and they're just seeing the same thing over and over uh, to make sure that we're helping those guys out up front as well. And that could be some of the play action stuff, the RPO stuff, you know some some of those different variations to help him out the run game uh, and those types of things.
7: So and lastly, how much freedom, if any, do you give Josh to call his own plays on offense?
3: Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I mean there's there's definitely times where at the line of scrimmage, you know, we got to play in, and a couple times this year, you know, it's uh, uh, you know he's he's had it on the line of scrimmage, uh, you know, either because we had an issue with the headset or something like that, you know, what I mean, and, and he's done a good job there. But he's always got the ability. He made a couple of really good checks for us last night on the line that uh, that produced some some very positive plays. So he's got a great mind for the game. We got a lot of trust in him. He puts a lot of preparation into it. Um, so when he does uh, when he does make some checks uh, at the line of scrimmage, it, he's doing it for a reason. And I think that's that's always the biggest thing is uh, uh, we got we have a reason for why we're doing it at the line. And uh, and you know you see something, you trust it. Hey, go with it. And uh, um, a lot of times he's able to get us into uh, correct plays with those, uh, with those checks. Gotcha. Thanks for your time. Mm -hmm. Thank you.
0: That's all the questions for today. Thanks Ken.
3: All right. Thank you.